everyone, and welcome to the Push My Buttons Games podcast. This is Captain Platinum. We are recording episode 32. I am joined today by... <laughs> I am Jose Cuervo. Oh, buenos, <laughs> buenos noches, Jose. Como uh, <laughs> Sorry, I drank tequila wrong as I was prepping <laughs> up for this episode, and I still get shivers down my spine. Ugh. No. Yeah, um, this is Dungeon Master Mike. Um, I also drink shots on occasion when I want to relax during a D&D game. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, you're doing tequila and I'm sipping on the last of a handle of Woodford that I have here. So, Man, it's... I think I've got one more. So just for our listeners at home, I don't really drink a whole bunch, which is why like something like two or three, two or three shots of tequila kind of just puts me under right after we do one of these episodes. Um, I drink specifically for this show and for my D&D uh, uh, sessions, and I am running out. That's that's how long I've been. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I and I don't drink much either, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, drink I'd... much either. I just do it, you know, kind of a complimentary toast with you here, you know, so it's a quick shot and, or I just sip on it a little bit throughout, you know? <laughs> right, right. So I apologize. Uh, my cuckoo clock is, is, is going, <laughs> and I think that's a sign from the universe <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I'm probably cuckoo? not in the right mindset. So I apologize. That's going to go on for a few more beeps, and then it's going to sing a song. I don't know. Can Ooh. you hear it? I can hear, yeah, a few things in the background behind you. Yep. Yeah, that's my cuckoo clock. I have a cuckoo <laughs> clock literally right next to my workstation. And every single hour, I'm like, I got to turn that thing off. And I forget every single hour. <laughs> so I apologize. So okay, we cool. See how, so we should see how good the listeners are and see if they can figure out what time it is where you are. By how many times the clock went off. Yes, that's very true. Uh, how have you been, man? I'm doing all right, man. I am ready to have a long holiday weekend. It's it's Funny story. I was working my job yesterday. And I forgot it was Memorial Day. So during our stand-up meeting, which is the meeting that everyone... Because because we, we still work from home and, and sometimes at the lab. And like we're all kind of spread out. And actually, our team, I think we have a couple people living in other states. Because in the East Coast, the states are a lot smaller, right? Because yeah. you've forgotten your geography. Um, but, like, so we got team members across multiple states. And um, they were just, like, we were, we were in our stand-up meeting. And they were, like, all right, guys, we'll enjoy your four-day weekend. And I was, like, huh? Like, Mike, <laughs> it's it's a Memorial Day weekend, so Monday you have off, and we decided to give you guys off on Friday. And I was like, this never happens. I am so excited. So uh, I've got motorcycle classes tomorrow. That's <laughs> and awesome. And uh, Sunday as well. So Fantastic. Um, yeah, one of my favorite jokes I would do when I worked for a different defense contractor was, because uh, we were on the 5-8 schedule there, right? Your normal 540 or whatever they want to call it, your eight hours a day, five days a week. Mm -hmm. and you know, you'd always work it out or try to take vacation or whatever you could do to get Friday off. And you're like, the boss told me if I didn't come in on Friday, don't bother coming in on Monday either. Mm, <laughs> stupid yeah. Simpsons Simpson joke because that's when Homer gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, so happy Memorial Day. I don't know when people will get this episode because, again, I'm hosting the episode. And just like last episode, it doesn't take very much for me to get drunk and forget stuff. <laughs> so I forgot to upload the episode until like halfway through the week when Jamie and Luke were having a conversation. They're like, where's the episode? And I, <laughs> Jamie was like, well, Michael was like four shots of tequila in. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I have asked Captain Platinum to not let me log off um, until I upload the episode. So we should get it quicker than normal. And I apologize that that was my fault. That was actually the tequila's fault, but it was my fault. <laughs> it's oh. true. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. It's funny we, you say, uh... Oh, sorry, man. I was just going to say, it's funny you mentioned four-day, because the only other time I heard that is I actually had to go to a military base and do some work there the week before Memorial Day. Um, uh-huh. And we were scheduled to be there through Friday. And literally, when I walked up, you know, the guy, you know, the sergeant we're talking to is like, hey, man, like, what's your guys' plan? We're like, well, we'll plan to do this, this, this on Wednesday. We'll do this on Thursday, and then we'll be back on Friday to clean up, pick up, and be out of your hair. And he goes, wait, what? Nope. You're here on Friday? No, you're not messing up my four day. <laughs> and he was like, My men will not be here. You're not messing up our four day. But we we did get it done at time. But I know important how important it is to those guys. So that's kinda well, kinda funny. I mean, yeah, I used to work for the military and like I mean I, I made man, I wish I, I kept some contact info for some of the guys that were in uniform because they were just really cool, especially some of them mm-hmm. that I worked with. Um but like those guys, they a lot of them would be stationed out at like the test site, which is all the way in the boonies. There, you'd have it's like the west side of the Salt Lake um, mm. at a base that's like off the beaten path, and yeah. they would like bunk there for weeks. But they they only had like nine hours of off time. So they would like have a half hour but from when they wake up to when they have to be stationed, and then a half hour before like they have to go to sleep. They would work around the clock. So those like longer weekends were sacred. Exactly. They did not want us to interfere with them. Exactly. And I understand. And I understand. Yeah. <laughs> we both said at the same time, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right though. Let's get into some video game news. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's a weekend for Memorial Day, so thanks to all the fallen soldiers, we definitely appreciate everything that they've sacrificed for us to have our freedoms. So, mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so yeah, we got about, some. What do you want to talk about first, buddy? No, no, we got we got several news items here. It's been a little bit of a busier week. I know E three is coming up here in a few weeks, but it does feel like E three now spans from June to August. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, does E3 actually exist, or are people starting to do their own like broadcasts? I think it's a little bit of both, because we did have our E3 episode last year. I think that was the episode I came in on, or maybe the episode after. I've almost been on the podcast a full year at this point. So Really? Yeah, it's crazy, oh, wow. right? Cool. Yeah. Happy uh, anniversary. Yeah, next month, man. It'll be it's fun. <laughs> should, I, should I take you out to a Grubhub dinner? Yeah. And then, like, we celebrate our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's start with Nintendo, man. Uh, I was kind of excited to finally get a release date for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh my goodness. So, um, I am cautiously optimistic about Ar- about Arceus, mm-hmm. right? 
because everyone wants an open world Pokemon game. But Pokemon Sword and Shield was the closest they've got, and I'm worried that it's going to be closer to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm. But if we can get like an open world Breath of the Wild style, like game, Assassin's Creed, Breath of the Wild, oh open man, world Pokemon, that would not that be awesome? I think that'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, we got a we got a release date. Well, not a release date. We have a release month. I well, no, it... January 28th, man. January 28th. Oh, that was the actual... Okay. Yep. I was just going to say January 2022. Yep, January 28th, 2022 is the official now release date for the game. Yeah, so... And that's normally... That's like the norm for Pokemon. Like, when they tease something... Actually, that's like the norm for Nintendo. The Nintendo thing is like... Well, Nintendo generally is... We don't announce something unless it's within six months of release... But Pokemon mm-hmm. announces things like within a year of release, right? So I don't know when yeah, we got that about right. Yeah, when we got the Arceus uh, notification. It seems like I two have... or three months ago. It's hard with yeah. COVID, man. With the whole COVID stuff still happening and winding down, but all of 2021 and early 2022 are... Sorry, early 2020 and early 2021 are all mixing together. <laughs> right, and I really like the fact that they like their announcement is like a year I think part of that has to do with the fact that, like, I mean, let's just admit it. Nintendo caters to a younger audience, but that's cool because mm-hmm. I still love pretending I'm a kid. Um, so because of that, like, a year is very, very, very long for their mainstream audience. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just full of crap. Maybe that's not the case. Um, but, like, I really enjoy the fact that they do not announce stuff until they are almost ready to release it. Because, I mean, you don't want another Cyberpunk 2077 happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, I mean, the, yeah, so they they announced that and they were like a year, a year from release. I'm excited. I am so excited to see it. Yeah, it's it's great to have another Pokemon game coming out. I still need to play uh, Sword or Shield. I haven't decided which way I'm going to go. I've got the the two pack, so I can go either way. Uh, I kind of want to replay it with the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people did not like Sword and Shield. I think it was kind of slanted because Sword and Shield did not include a way to capture all of the Pokemon. Uh, and so I think a lot of people were kind of slanted to say it's not super good. Um, to be honest, like I thought it was a great entry. I don't, I don't have like five star restaurant requirements for a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. It's a Pokemon game. It's a it's a simple RPG. Um, so I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a little bit easy, but mm-hmm. the games generally are easy. So I'm yeah. my expectations are tempered for Arceus is what yeah. I is what I think I want to say. Kind of um, like let's go Eevee and Pikachu. They're super simple. The thing I love and hate about Pokemon is I always want to be able to have more and more moves. I hate that they always make me delete a move when you're ready to earn, learn a new move. Um, it just drives me nuts because I'm like, uh, which one do I get rid of? Because you're like, focus energy would be awesome, but I like having a lot of attacks. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's the same with me. I you know, I always go for strategy, like the first half of the game and the second half of the game I'm just like just load me up with nothing but attacks. Yep. You know, you have a special <laughs> attack and an attack, and then you have one within type and without type. You know, so it you know, it, it matches out, but when you go in have you ever like have you ever tried to, to fight other players? Like only back-, back in the day on the original and I would do like mean mean things. Because mm-hmm. I'd find the moves like the TMs where I I would take the Pokemon and then I knew what people would use against it. And then I would give that Pokemon that was strong for me a move that would counter the other person's move. Because they were going to go super effective against me and I'd go super effective against them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I would, I would hide a special move on my Pokemon. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I really... Uh... I really enjoyed playing other people whenever I played people locally, like within my, you know, friend group or within my region, I do super well. But whenever I went global, I get my, my butt smacked really hard uh, because like they, they do some insane combos, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are people that would fight. I don't know it. Well, actually we're getting into diamond and pearl, right? Yep. There are people that would fight Cynthia in Pokemon 5, which was black and white, because Cynthia was a secret boss in Pokemon Black and White. And um, there were people that would fight Cynthia with a team of level 1s, and it only works when you have a specific strategy, and they're not all attacks. Um, and so people employ these crazy strategies that play off the numbers game, and that's when you get really like complicated. And maybe that's something I like about Pokemon. It is so simple to get through the base of the game and to enjoy the game for what it's worth. But then to be competitive, it is super crazy complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the four moves becomes, like, a crazy limitation. I don't know. I just really enjoy Pokemon for that. It gives yeah. me that option if I really want to get into it, you know? Yeah. I can't wait to see what, Arce- what Arceus does. I don't know how to pronounce that. Arceus? I think it's, I think it's Arceus. Arceus? Okay, yeah. If not, people will yell at us and let us know. Yeah. Why don't they just call it Pokemon Legends? God. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the, he's supposed to be like the creator of all Pokemon and the creator of everything. But this actually moves us in to... I forget. Is it Shining Pearl or Brilliant Pearl? Brilliant and... Diamond and Shining Pearl. Okay, yeah. So with the announcement of, of Arceus comes uh, a remake of four this is something i'm excited for because i did not get into generation three or generation four so these remakes will re-allow me to enter into a generation i have not played before so i'm excited for it um i really like the chibi overworld style i think that's cute and i can't wait to uh to really go through that story and to fight Cynthia finally. She's like a f- mm-hmm. character favorite. Oh yeah. Uh, see, I started with uh, gosh, I think I had Diamond. I'd have to go look. It's out in one of my cabinets. And it was at that time in life where I had just got out of college and I was starting the real world job. And also, <laughs> you, you, were a, you were an adult. Yeah, and then I remember picking up this, I swear, and God of War 2 on the same day. Two totally different games. And you're trying to manage your time and 
everything else. I always thought I'd have way more time once I got out of school because school ate up so much time. But then I thought once I got into the real world, like other things come up too. And then a lot of your time goes other places as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I swear I started one of them. I don't remember which one and I don't know how far I got, but yeah, I've only started this one and I never finished gold or silver either. And I have silver. I want to say for the gen two. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't really finished a Pokemon game since the first one. <laughs> You haven't finished any any of them, really? I don't think so. One was just I could work through it, and I had a friend that was playing through it at the same time. So we were helping each other go back and forth between red and blue. So that helped. And then also trading Pokemon, right? Because you had to trade, trade uh, Kadabra, uh, Graveler, is it Haunter? And then what and the Haunter, other... Yeah. There's one, I think there's one other to get their final form, so... To get their third form. And I can't remember the other one. Is it Bloom? Maybe not. No, I think that one needs a stone. I can't remember at this point. But I thought there's at least three or four that you have to trade to get their final evolution in, in the, that first gen. So, Right. Yeah, I remember that. Man, Red and Blue was the only addition that I completed in my Pokedex. Because it wasn't so complicated. <laughs> but exactly. now it's like, if you want to, comp- if you want to like complete your Pokedex... Oh geez! Now you have to like now you can only complete your Pokedex in certain games, and some of those entries you have to like import it from third generation, and it has to go through three different machines. And it's I don't even bother trying to complete my Pokedex. I just want a kick-ass team. I want to smash the Elite Four, and then I want to play a little bit online. That's all. Yeah. So, but yeah. Pokemon uh, Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, or the reverse of that, um, those are coming yeah, out right. too in January. Was it January? Nope. Those are November 19th. So that's oh. the Nintendo release, so like right before Thanksgiving. There's oh, seems Nintendo always drops a holiday game right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's a Friday. So mm-hmm. yeah, November 19th, they will have the game's individual, or just like with Sword and Shield, they will have the double pack. So. You can buy both at the same time. I think I will buy the double pack. I bought just Shield last time, and I regretted it. (laughs) Because (laughs) Michelle, she'll play, she plays it, and then I'll play it, and then we'll be like, oh, I wonder what the opposite version was. We've done that with the past two versions. We only got Eevee, we only got Shield, and we were like, I don't know. I'm thinking about being like, okay, yeah, we'll get just Pearl. And then I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I got the dual pack. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm thinking about and getting the dual pack. Is it still normal for these? It's the same story. Just usually there's four or five Pokemon that are exclusive to the editions. Or did they change that up in recent? editions of Pokemon recent generation generally but since I think version five it changes part of the story Um, because version five had black and white two and black and white two was like you kind of get the inverse of the legendary Pokemon right so like if you played um, Pokemon white you got the dragon Reshiram, but then what, which is like the dragon that looks white. And then when you play white too, you get 
the black dragon, which is Zekrom. Um, and so there is some difference in the story. There, like it's very nominal, right? The reason why you'd want the two different versions is what you said: is that you want the different Pokemon offered in the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Sword and Shield. Oh man, I don't remember that game too much because that was last year. My memory doesn't go further than that because I'm trying to purge COVID nineteen from my head. Is it actually two years now, or is it just a year? Oh, I think it was two years. I remember playing it in my last house, which was in which which was right when we moved into Baltimore. So um, I don't know. Maybe it was last year. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, it, I remember thinking like, I wish I had Pokemon Sword because I watched Michelle play all the way through Shield, and I was like, well, I'm gonna play it now. But like now, I know like the main story beats. Okay, uh, it yeah. was November 15, 2019. So like I said, there's oh, okay, it usually yeah. launches right around that week before Thanksgiving. Is there's usually because I remember Ocarina of Time came out right before Thanksgiving back in the day. And this one was Sword and Shield was the November 15th of 2019. Right. So I was already in Baltimore. Well, I mean, like I was still in Utah in, in November 2019. But I remember I played it when I moved to Baltimore because I moved to Baltimore Christmas Day of 2019. Okay. So, and yeah. So, so then there was Sun and Moon. Those were 2016, November. So that was November 18, 2016. Then Ultra Sun and Moon was a year later. Almost to the day, but you know the date slips because of you know the calendar. So November yeah. so November seventeenth of twenty seventeen was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, I don't remember too much about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I don't think I played it. I don't think there were I enough different. <laughs> I don't think there were enough differences to warrant buying another game. But I like Sword and Shield. I liked Sword and Shield enough to where I kind of wanted to get Sword. Um, but so I think I'll get the dual pack for Generation the Generation Four remakes. Nice. Um, so that's what I had on Nintendo. Nintendo dropped us a couple. Oh, and then there was a Dragon Quest. Sorry, Monster Hunter. It's the Monster Hunter's uh, Heroes Rise. That's uh, July. That's coming out. So there's a stories Monster Hunter. I have never played Monster Hunter. So I yeah. had no idea how big of an announcement that was. I, th- I know they had announced it before, but I don't remember what came with that announcement. But that was also like the same day they did those. Um, so it's too bad Luke's not here because he was pumped. There was a stream that happened for a certain character for a certain <laughs> company that if you know Luke, he freaked out about. Well, Luke ain't here, so I'm going to shit all over it. <laughs> oh, dang. Sonic the- Central sucked ass. <laughs> How do you really feel? Oh my goodness. I mean, like, here's the thing. I like Sonic, and I think I've said on this podcast before, if you like something, you should not be afraid to critique it. Sonic has needed to go through, like, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, because (laughs) he has not had a good career lately at all. Um, When the Sonic Central happened, I was expecting like a new announcement for a game. And all it really was, was a teaser for a teaser. And then something that I'm making fun, I'm making fun of it for is they had the line. 
for our fans that are tu- that are tuned into the hip hop culture, here are these <laughs> necklaces. <laughs> it was just like it was the Steve Buscemi fellow kids meme. It just sounded so offbeat. Like I can imagine the guy who was reading that. He's like, "Do you really want me to say this?" And they're like, "Yes, we really want you to say this." And it's like, <laughs> this was di- either directly translated, or this was got this has gone through the North America branch, and it was written by someone who is just way out of touch. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, I'm not saying those necklaces aren't bad. It's just like, geez, <laughs> for our, for our fans that are in tune to the hip hop culture, like it's just it's a super boomer thing to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um... super disappointing, and I, I like once I heard about that, I didn't really tune too much into it. But I have some friends on a Discord channel. That were like, oh no, like I guess they released some more information saying it was Sonic Colors, but they didn't really in like they didn't really explain that super well, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I forgot it was happening because there was so much going on and also during work hours, right? So mm-hmm. I think I caught the last like five minutes, if that. So um I don't know. You can look at the chat when I sent the post, and it looks like you know I'm there. I was like, okay, <laughs> right. Um, um, I I really I was I mean I didn't necessarily watch it from beginning to end. And to be honest, Luke, I'm calling you out. I don't think you watched it from beginning to end for being a big Sonic fan. I think you're too busy with actual life, and you are a responsible father. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I didn't watch it, uh, and I like Sonic, but I didn't feel like it really warranted too much of my attention. And it appears that I was right. So I'm looking at an IGN article, and they just said that there is going to be a new game, which doesn't tell us anything. Like there's always going to be a new game, a new game for Sonic. Sonic is one of those timeless characters. Whether you like him or not, he's always going to be around. So yeah. they said, there's a new game. And they don't tell us anything about it. Um, but that just means it's a, it's a teaser for a teaser, right? Um, I guess Sonic Colors Ultimate is a remaster of the 2010 platformer. So that was revealed, but that's not a new game. Um, Sonic Origins compilation is announced, which is all the old games put together. And Sonic CD. I feel like I would get the Sonic Origins compilation. Because I played one, I played two, I played three, and I played Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, but I have not played Sonic CD. So getting the compilation would be good for me. Um, mm-hmm. I th- then it says Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisps was an animated short. And that was announced, which that's not the game. So cool. It was a short. There are cameos. Uh, Sonic games on new platforms. So Sonic Mania was going to be on the Epic Game Store. PlayStation Now was going to receive Sonic Forces, Sonic Mania, and Team Sonic. Uh, and then there's going to be Sonic Mobile, and there's going to be Sonic Prime for Netflix update. The Man of Action team is working with Sega and Netflix on a new animated project. Joe Kelly from Man of Action offered a short update revealing Sonic Prime, which will be a 24-episode series where Sonic must... What else? Save the universe. <laughs> Sonic Prime will premiere on Netflix sometime in 2022. There is literally nothing 
that they could have announced. They could have waited. I honestly think they could have waited a year before <laughs> doing the Sonic Central before they had actual information for us. So yeah, it was just a useless Sonic Central event. Um, yeah, I know people I, that were just like bitching about it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, there really wasn't anything. Yeah, I did hear one of the other channels I kind of follow say that some of the Sonic games are coming to PlayStation now, potentially in June. Um, it seems like they showed up, but like you couldn't play them yet or something like that. It was like a leak, I guess they were saying. I don't know if it was announced in the Sonic Central. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, I was going to ask, are you more excited for the second Sonic movie than anything else that was announced to Sonic Central? Yes! Yes, I am! I really like... Okay, so I know the Sonic movie was meant for kids. At this point in my age, I'm just like... You know, if I talk to people at work and they're like, you like kids stuff? And I'd be like, yes, so what? I'm also going to motorcycle lessons. What are you doing with your your life? (laughs) um but like yeah you know i like baseball and i like sonic you know i like to play video games and i like to read like it doesn't really like mean anything to me the only people that give me shit about it are like people in their 50s and 60s uh and some people that kind of grew up in in like (laughs) kind of like a weird part of the country but i don't really care anymore because it's just like i want to enjoy what life i have enjoying the things that i like so yeah yeah um I am excited for the Sonic, for the second Sonic movie. I'm excited that Knuckles will be part of it. Uh, I don't think people remember, unless you are close to my age, but um, where like Knuckles filled the role of Shadow the Hedgehog back in the day, where like Knuckles was supposed to be Sonic's rival. When you play Sonic, when this compilation, the Sonic compilation comes out, play Sonic Three. Don't play the Knuckles side. Just play Sonic. And the very beginning of the game begins with Sonic as Super Sonic. And he's just living life by running fast. Mm-hmm. And then Knuckles just sucker punches him randomly. Just bah, just like socks him in the face. And uh, Super Sonic drops all of the emeralds and Knuckles picks them all up. And Knuckles has his own like beat like ba 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 da ba 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 da. And he just laughs at Sonic, picks up all the emeralds, and runs. And so that's when the game begins, is you're trying to get the emeralds back from Knuckles. At the time when that came out, we had no idea if Knuckles was, like, a good guy, or if he was a bad guy, or if he was, like, a... um, Or, like, a nemesis to Sonic. He filled the role of of Shadow. And then eventually people figured out between the comics and later games and like they released Sonic and Knuckles later that Knuckles was actually on the same side as Sonic. There was just a misunderstanding. And uh, so, but he, he different, he differentiated himself enough. And then that's when they released shadow in Sonic adventures two. I think it was Sonic adventures two. And now shadow is the true nemesis, right? Like the, the, the anti-Sonic. Um, so I'm excited to see Knuckles portrayed in a second movie uh, and also to see Tails. Like, I was really excited to see Tails at the end of that first movie. I know it was just for kids, but I don't care. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I just slammed my face with popcorn and tequila. Like, I didn't care. There you um, go. Yeah. I'm more excited for something that they had nothing to do 
with in that <laughs> Sonic Central. Like everything in the Sonic Central was just like, okay, I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that. Oh, that's neat, but you didn't share any information. So why get excited for it? You know? So cool. <laughs> Sonic Central was a letdown. <laughs> Uh, Luke's gonna come back with fighting words on this one in the next episode if he makes Luke, it. Luke, you know what? I'm here on the podcast. You ain't. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Where oh, were you? Funny. Were you taking care of family business? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, you, Luke. Don't hate me. <laughs> family is important. Yeah. Um, right. So we've got a couple of PlayStation things to cover next. Uh, so. Uh, Tuesday is the first of the month, so the new PlayStation Plus games always hit. So I have no idea when this game, when this uh, episode is going to go up on the in the interwebs and when you're going to listen to it. But current, so the May games will be gone after Monday, Memorial Day, and then Tuesday these new games will be up for download. So for PS5, for the exclusivity of that or whatever, uh, for you having a PS5 and the benefit for that, you can get download Operation Tango. I have not played this game. Um, I think it's like a spy type game you can co-op play with. If I remember right from the quick trailer thing I watched. Um, And then the PS4 games are Star Wars Squadron, which also will work with the VR and should work with PS5 because it should be backwards compatible. Uh, And Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. So... Those sound like decent games. So you get a flying game and a Star Wars. The only unfortunate thing with the Squadrons games, I feel, is they've put it out for free to Plus members. And I don't even think it's been six months since it's been out. Has it? Maybe just over six months. It came out probably September last year. That's one of those games that I will eventually get on my computer for VR. So cool that it's coming on PlayStation, but I don't have PlayStation VR. Yeah. So the so, PlayStation Plus games don't really apply to me. To gotcha. be honest, I've just been spending more time on my computer and on my Switch. Um, simply you, because my, my PlayStation 4 is just in another room that I don't spend time in in my house. So <laughs> that sounds really yeah. petty. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Uh, and I am not the best at fighting games. So I, I believe Vir- Virtual Fighter 5 is... Was that a, that's exclusive to PlayStation, right? Uh, I don't know. Or at least know. some of them are. So I like fighting games, but Virtual Fighter is one of those. Like, Virtual Fighter goes way back. Um, it's one of those, if you are a fighting game fanatic, it's one of those games that you should play at least once to kind of know where the roots of the fighting genre come from. If you played the Yakuza series, Virtual Fighter 1 and 2 are featured in the Yakuza game. Oh. Because uh, in, in Yakuza, I think I think Luke mentioned this. In, in each Yakuza, because Yakuza is produced by Sega, um, yep. there is an, a Sega arcade in, in every single one of the games. And when you go into the arcade, you can play some classic Sega games. I actually replayed a game that I did not know was produced by Sega that I loved when it came out in the arcade, but I had I, for, I had completely forgotten about it. Uh, and it was called... Oh, jeez, I don't even remember. It was on Yakuza Kiwami 2, and you piloted a mech, and you can pick a variety of, like, a variety of mechs, and each mech did something differently. 
And it, it was a mech game that used two joysticks. So the fact that it was on PlayStation 4 meant that you can use the two joysticks on the controller. And it worked super, super well. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's this game. I forgot what it was called. And I still forgot what it was called. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've included Virtual Fighter 1 and 2. And you can tell like it's a game with history. It's one of those games where like the story was in the magazines and in the game manual if you bought it. But it was on arcade systems across Japan and in some arcade systems in the United States. So you didn't really know the story too much unless you were like a fan of it. But Virtual Fighter spawned the course of fighting games. It's worth a peek at. Um, so if you got PlayStation Plus, download it and at least give it a, you know, give it a free play, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, I've only really replaced some of the Street Fighters and Mortal Kombat's and Tekken a little bit back in the day and Killer Instinct. That That's going back, Killer Instinct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to I just suck at fighting games. I, I could do enough to do decent and find kind of the cheap way to beat it on, like, easy. But after that, it's... Or, or maybe medium. But after that, I'm like, I suck. <laughs> yeah, for fighting games, I am by no means competitive. I do want to go to Evo at some point. Maybe next year's Evo. Uh, Luke and I actually had planned... So for those of you who don't know, uh, Evo is like a, the tournament where you go and you play fighting games. They feature a limited number of fighting games, but like the fans will have other fighting game tournaments outside of the official tournaments. And it takes place in Vegas. Luke and I, in 2019, or no, it was 2018, we bought Evo tickets together, but we both couldn't make it because of stuff that had happened. And so we didn't go. We forfeited. Um, but like, geez, Sonic Fox, if you know that name, he he competes. Um, a lot of like fighter game um, YouTubers, they go and compete. They, you know, they go there. Super Smash Brothers Melee is still played there. Um, but yeah, I there's no way I can compete in Evo, but I still want to go to Evo nonetheless. I get good enough in fighter games to where I can beat whatever campaign they've got prepared, and mm-hmm. I can beat anyone locally, like in my neighborhood or in my region. But I cannot compete globally. Like Dragon Ball Fighters is my favorite fighting game right now and i can do fairly well online but the moment i rank up i just get my ass handed to me and then i rank down and so it's you know like i'm decent but i can never be competitive yeah i I could never be competitive myself either in that that genre (laughs) nope Mm -hmm. i can do enough like you said mortal Kombat. i can get through the tower normally on the medium normal difficulty Maybe the next one, but after that, it's it's like a loud. I, I'm gonna lose. I might get part way through it, but then they own me. <laughs> oh yeah, because the fighting game is something that you need to study. It's like yeah. an art, and I would love to get into that, but I I you know it just requires a certain amount of time that I'm not willing to put into it. Uh, and I'll just come down to it. Like I would rather play a game of Dungeons and Dragons or prepare for a session of Dungeons and Dragons than put time to getting good at a fighting game. But I will 
buy fighting games. Like I, the last fighting game I bought was oh geez, I I don't even remember what it was called. Hold on one second, I'm pulling up my um, my Steam game. But there was one fighting game that was I thought was that was amazing. I think it was called oh yeah, it was Grand Blue. That was a fun fighting game, but I only have like ten hours logged on it. I'm going to get. Um, Oh, geez, this is a new one that's coming out. I don't remember, but I'm going to get that one pretty... There's going to... Yeah, there's... I like fighting games. I love fighting games, but not enough to, like, really get competitive because I want to play other games, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but if you are into fighting games, good job for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Real quick, just uh, Days of Play is going on for PlayStation as well. So the store has been updated with some sales. So if there's something you're looking forward to playing, go check out the sales and see what's going on. That goes through June 9th. So I'm going to go take a gander myself. I think I saw Turok on there, Turok 1 and 2, and I was like, that takes me back. I think they were $10 a piece or something like that. And I was like, I might have to pick those up. I just can't. I think those are Sunday. They go back to normal price or something, though. So, but again, those are just nostalgic for me on the N64. So, Days of Play is going on, and also there's uh, State of Play. Is that what they're calling it? No, that's the. I think it's still just Days of Play. They have a each week. So they completed week one, and I got my avatar or whatever for that. We're in the second week now, so I think to get the award, you have to do a minimum hour of gameplay, and maybe earn a trophy. So, uh huh. It's pretty simple. Uh, I was playing RE7 earlier, just a little spoiler, but uh, I was streaming on Twitch as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later, though. And then just, it's crazy. We've got Ratchet and Clank coming in two weeks. And then... Um, That's a classic. That's good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see this whole, like, the transition between the worlds, like, instantaneously, basically, with no loads, is what it's, I believe they're saying. And mm-hmm. then you're... You're gonna cringe, but it's Final Fantasy VII, the interlude or whatever they're calling it. The oh my uh, god, I still have to do that episode. Well, it comes out on it comes out on the day before Ratchet and Clank. It's like the 10th of June, so they're they're I'm, doing the drop with Yuffie. So that's coming up in two weeks as well, man. So. I, I'm waiting for Final Fantasy. Jeez, my my goodness, like <laughs> I was gonna say something super inappropriate, but I'm not. Going to. <laughs> <laughs> but Final Fantasy VII is just one of those games that's just like, cool, I'm glad you like it, but it doesn't deserve the attention that it gets. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII was the entry point for a lot of people, and they just can't get rid of their nostalgia for it. Oh my goodness. And the I girls have... love Sephiroth, man. And the girls just love Sephiroth. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I still have to do that episode. I'm waiting for Final Fantasy VII, for the attention on Final Fantasy VII Remake to die down a little bit so that when I put that episode out eventually, we don't oh. like lose, lose everybody. <laughs> oh, you're talking not the episode uh, for, for Yuffie, the episode where you want to just take a dump all over well, <laughs> Final I mean, Fantasy VII like, Remake. Well, it, it plays into it. The episode yeah. where Yuffie's being thrown into it, it's... It played like, like there was a scene in Final Fantasy VII where okay, so Kaith Sith is a character that's optional. No, he's not optional. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's not optional. Um, he com- he comes in much later in the original Final Fantasy VII game, but they decided to include Kaith Sith in a weird scene in Final Fantasy VII. It doesn't make sense for him to be in there and. It's going to really take like some explaining and its own episode. Not really its own episode. It's going to take that episode when I take a shit all over Final Fantasy VII <laughs> to explain 
why that scene does not need to be in there and why they decided to put it in there, which was... <laughs> it was just like a circle jerk is what it was. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, everything about Final Fantasy Remake gets me mad. Oh, okay. Alex, so I like I said last week, I have some new friends that are listening to my podcast. Alex, please get on the podcast with me so we can just rant about it. We will do our own <laughs> podcast with me and you and Trevor think, and Jesse. I think Luke was ready to talk, chat about it, and then I need to finish it so I can chat about it. Um, I That's lied. There's one. Note. Yeah. Um, so there's one other thing I want to mention before our last topic. So Bio Mutant is out. Um, neither of us have played it. The reviews are just all over the place. So the problem I'm hearing is this company has had, I don't, years to work on this, but it's just still like a mediocre game is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, since like we began the episode, I've just been kind of browsing and it it turns out like the team to make Biomutant was only 20 people. Wow. So it kind of makes sense, but it's mostly like, Here's the thing. If you're just covering the paychecks of 20 people on your server space, they don't need very much to be considered successful. Um, so even if it is mediocre, it's still more than they probably accept. Yeah. Like, more than they expected. MMOs are hard to make, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to create one. <laughs> no. Um, but there are things like, what, what was it that you were saying? Like there's repeatable text. Uh, some, some, uh, biomes look like it's copy and pasted. Like you see the same, you see the same pattern of trees. Uh, it just kind of like buckled under its own weight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they just said they tried to do everything that's like called out for an open world, kind of like a red dead, kind of like Assassin's Creed. Like they just tried to do all of this stuff, and just none of it actually was done way better than either any of those. Like it just kind of tried to do everything. So again, I don't know. I haven't played it, but we were just curious if anyone out there has played it and has thoughts on it. And uh, just yeah, message us or send us a message on Facebook or post on our page. Yeah, or I mean, let us if, know. if you played it, like let us know on two accounts. I don't know if this is this is like buzzed Michael talking or not, but let us know on on two accounts, right? One account is you're just your flat rating of the game. You can say you know you played better games, whatever. But then also try to rate it with like the knowledge of well, there's only twenty people on this. MMOs are generally hard to make, and MMOs in their first year are generally just crap. Um, but like rate it with the idea of what kind of potential does this game have? Um, so yeah, and two different ratings. I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. expecting for those of you who have played it, it your flat rating, it's going to be poor. Um, I'm mean, more interested in your potential. Like, oh, what can this game do in the future? <laughs> Let us know. What it's already yeah. just give us one sentence and say it, it sucks ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, give us a post on the page or, well, maybe we'll make a post and see if people will comment on it. So Mm-hmm. Either way, we'll, we'll, let's just see what people have to say about the game, because I guess the reviews have just kind of been all over the place on this thing. So I'm just curious if any listeners have played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last topic we wanted to chat about, uh, before we just give briefly into what we've been playing, since it's only been a week for the two of us, uh, <laughs> State of Play was yesterday uh, for PlayStation, and it was focused on which game, Mike? 
<gasps> Horizon Forbidden West. Is it Horizon 2 Forbidden West, or is it just Horizon Forbidden It's Horizon West? 2. The first game was Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. And the second game is Horizon Forbidden West. It is a game I... Oh, jeez. So Horizon's in a special spot in my in my mental pattern. You ready for, for me to talk about this a little bit? Yeah, just I've, be mindful that I have not played the game. It is on my list to play. So if you could avoid major no spoilers. spoilers. Not, nothing like that. Um, Horizon does the open world game correctly, I feel. Um, to give you kind of a premise, it is in Earth's future, but you play as uh, like as someone in a primitive civilization okay it is a post-apocalyptic yet fantasy genre world they put dinosaurs in the world but these dinosaurs are machines and part of the first game is trying to figure out where these machines are coming from why are these dinosaur machines getting more aggressive or not really like they start off as dinosaurs but they go into more fantastical like creations right and um like there are different civilizations that have survived and essentially it's like native American. It's like native American, like it kind of goes back to like the native American style of living horizon zero dawn. So the main title of the series is horizon zero dawn was the subtitle and the new game is horizon forbidden West horizon zero dawn takes place in Utah, Um, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and like there, there's a part where like you can go in there and you're looking around. And you're like, this is St. George. <laughs> you look around, you're just like, oh, I I know where this is at in Utah. Uh, so it's worth a play. Zerodon's worth a play if you live in that region. Um, Forbidden West is San Francisco. So PCH one, so PCH Pacific Coast Highway. Along the West Coast, down to L.A. I'm guessing they're going to feature L.A. somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's going to be more of like the coast. So where Zero Dawn was more of like desert biomes with some fantastical other biomes like forests and stuff. Forbidden West is going to be tropical. So it's um, I'm looking forward to it because... Horizon Zero Dawn was such a brilliant game with some obvious parts that they needed to work on. It's open world, so you can climb, you can uh, you can kind of scope out. It was meant to be like a ranged combat game, which meant that melee was a little bit lackluster. In Forbidden West, they seem to have make they seem to have made improvements on everything all around. They made the melee combat from what we were able to see in like the twenty minutes of gameplay. The melee combat doesn't look brittle um the uh the ranged combat is improved and they gave you more options for traversing the land which is always a plus in open world games um the the second game includes like a like a glider so if you're on a high point and you want to go to a specific spot that you see in the distance you can glide to that moment so it's like air traversal they like breath of the wild yes Breath of the Wild is a great example. In fact, yes, they probably got inspiration from Breath of the Wild. So yes, they include gliding traversal. They also include something. If you played Sekiro, there yeah. is a mechanic in Sekiro where it's a grapple hook. Certain yeah. ledges or, or icons or whatever show that you can use your grapple hook and zoom to that spot. 
They included a grapple hook. They've included underwater traversal with no like breath meter. They've included a couple of other things that makes exploring the world more fun. Zero Dawn is in a specific special place in my heart because I played that game when the definitive edition came out in 2017 or 18 and I loved it. And I only remember the main story beats. I don't remember a lot of the in-between. And so it's a game that I would probably replay all the way through. And I'm excited to do so in preparation for Forbidden West. The thing I'm looking down on is it requires a PlayStation 5, and I still have not been able to get one. Holy crap, those things are hard to find. It's actually coming out on PS4 and PS5, the new game is. I'm not going to get it for PS4. I'm not going to get it on PS4. I'm hoping, and I think it's one of those that's a free upgrade, though. If you do buy on 4, that you can do like the other games. You can just put in your disc or whatever. Oh. And then, as far as I know, that's the last I heard is it's supposed to be one of the free upgrades, like Avengers. Um, If you have the PS4 version, you put in the disc, it'll upgrade it for you for free. And I might. I might get it for PS4 if I can play it on the PS5. I believe, double check me, I I knew I thought that was one of the games that they were saying was going to be... that was still doing that. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. That's good. That's real good. I'm just looking back real quick. Cause I know we had the list somewhere. Uh, cause we <laughs> shared it a long, long time ago. And I swore that that game was on there. Oh, I don't think I they want like, to. Sh- that game. That game was, was just prime time, man. For zero dawn. They've even like released on the PC recently because it did so well. Yeah, uh, and and people were super upset because it was no longer a PlayStation exclusive. It's just like, dude, dude, that game was never meant to be an exclusive to begin with. It only stayed an exclusive, and they chose the PS4, like because they didn't like it, it. It's one of those success stories where, like, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, all ten of you, but Horizon Zero Dawn was a small company, but because they did so well on Horizon they were able to just completely expand themselves. Like they are a, a literal success story. Um, and I am just, I'm so happy to see forbidden West. I love the main character. I love how headstrong she is. She was a delight. Um, I love the characters that she meets and it looks like some characters make her return. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm just, that's a game I'm really excited for. So, um, yeah, yeah, they still didn't give a release date. They said development is still on track, so they'll have more coming soon. So they did not release the uh, launch day yet, but they did say development is still on track to release in the dates that they have in mind. So I think that is good. Mm-hmm, that is good. I'm not going to buy it day one, but I definitely will buy it. All right, I was trying to just do a quick search, and I'm not seeing it yet, but um, I thought that was one of the games that Sony was saying, yeah, don't worry about playing it on, getting it on PS4 and then getting a PS5 and having to buy it again. I thought it was one of those that will upgrade. So mm-hmm. Cool, man. So yeah, yeah, that the, was... the game looked fantastic, though, and I, I swear some people were complaining that it was only running in 1080p and not 4K on YouTube, and Sony was oh dumb for gosh. playing that, but it was... You know what? It still looked fantastic. I don't know why graphics are such a selling point for some people. Graphics yeah. are overrated, man. They blow up the like they blow up the budget for a game super easily, 
And you, you know what? Like, unless you're in a hospital and you're trying to like zoom in on like some cells on a patient, you don't need 4K. Like, maybe this is me yelling out, like, get off my lawn. But <laughs> like, so what if it's in like 2K versus 4K? You can't tell the difference. Like, yeah, yeah sure, 30 FPS versus 60 FPS. Okay, I get it. But 60 FPS to like 120 FPS on 4K, like at that point, you're just ballooning the budget for the game. And I, so what if it's streamed in 1080p? Who cares? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Like, focus on the actual game. Right. Uh, but yeah, and I, I swear a lot of the comments were, is this 30 frames per second, not 60 frames per second? And I'm, I'm, I know it all. If you're a totally, it's like graphics. It's like audio, right? I've got audio friends who are like, that sounds horrible. And those go over and like barely tweak a knob and they're like, oh, sounds so much better. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I like, I, I get it. But, uh, it's just like, like, does that actually like kick you out of the fantasy enough to where you don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and for some, I, I, some people I know it does. I know someone was saying for, I think, Last of Us 2. Uh, has finally upgraded the graphics on PS5, and it's now running at the higher frame rate. And they're like, it just runs so much smoother. It makes it just that much better. So uh, that I don't really care for graphics too much. I'll still play old games and be fine with it. Like graphic, like even as a kid, graphics never meant anything to me. Um, I just don't see why people are like graphics are like the make or break of it. I don't get it. It can, it can matter because I was trying to play my N64 on an LED, LCD TV and it just looked like crap. It was designed for a CRT, man. So, yeah, if it's not properly upscaled, I mean, graphics can play a part there. Yeah, but I, I think there are better things to judge a game on. Yeah. But anyway, right, that's man. those are the main news stories that we we picked out this week. I think that we covered quite a bit, though. There's a lot of a lot of announcements and E3s just around the corner, and it, like you were asking earlier, I think Sony's going the way of these like a state of play a month or something because they just did Ratchet and Clank last month, I think. Mm-hmm. So I feels like they're doing them about a month or two before. Not that I feel Horizon's coming like by summer. I'm guessing it's probably a fall title. Yeah, you know, for the holiday season is just my gut feel on it. So, but we'll see. Uh, what have you been playing, man? We'll we'll just touch on what we've been playing, and then we'll get out of here. You know what? There isn't very much to say. I have been trying to get through a Fire Emblem Three Houses. I don't know how much I talked about it last week. It was kind of a blur. A, a decent amount. The episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had no alcohol tolerance, so. Um, I didn't drink as much today, but I'm still relaxed. Anyway, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, that's a game where it has an incredible amount of replayability. I'm 50 hours or almost going into 60 hours on this particular campaign that I'm doing. But you can replay this entire game four times and have a different experience every single time because there are different campaigns. The idea behind Fire Emblem, first off, if you know what Fire Emblem, have you ever played a Fire Emblem before? Uh, I played one on the 3DS, but I didn't finish it, and I can't remember which one it was. Do you remember? Okay, so you don't remember which one it was. So uh, because you know what Fire Emblem is, it is a tactical RPG 
where battles can take anywhere from 10 minutes to 40 minutes, right? Yeah. But you have to raise the level of your heroes enough for them to be competitive in the campaign. So you have to do multiple of these battles. So the game's length can be greatly increased depending on how much you're training, how what extra things you're going through. Three Houses does an excellent job of saying, okay, you're going to do the next mission at this point, which means you can do X amount of battles until this point, or you can reduce those battles by doing alternate things. Um, so like it's trying its best to like push you along the story, but still giving you some options for training and things. But it is a Hogwarts version of Fire Emblem. Where, like, the first half of the game, you're in an academy. This is no spoilers. This is on the box. You are a professor at the academy. And you choose, at the very beginning of the game, what house you want to teach. Do you want to teach the Black Eagles? Which, it's funny that they're called the Black Eagles because their house color is red. Then there is the Blue Lions. And there is the Golden Deer. These are three separate houses, each with their own cast of characters. And you can recruit other characters and other other classmates from other from other classes into your class, um, but the uh, essentially what happens is you recruit these characters. You go through the first half of the game, which is um, teaching them, and then the second half of the game is the war half. It's 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 many years later, and all three of these houses that you once taught are at war with one another, and whoever you taught is your personal army to go through with the story. So that means at the very minimum, you play the game three times, teaching different houses to get their perspective of the story. Yeah, I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, it sounds all yeah. familiar. But one of the campaigns splits. So and so there's really four playthroughs of the game. I'm just trying to get through one. <laughs> it's taken forever. That's the only game I've ever played like this past week. I haven't played very many of anything else. Gotcha. Um, I think it was Awakening that I played. And that seems very familiar because then I think Conquest and Birthright came out after that, and I didn't play those. So, yeah, the actual one was was Dragon, well, not Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest Twelve <laughs> is coming out. That's news. Um, uh, a Fire Emblem Fates is what that was called, and there was a sub subtitle which was Birthright and Conquest. But mm. if you beat both of those, you can buy the DLC and play Fire Emblem revelations which you don't side for with any side and you recruit characters from both sides i wanted to play that version but i burnt out so gotcha. fire emblems always burn me out i always complete one campaign i try a second campaign and i burn out i'm hoping i can at least get through a second campaign um because i don't find myself playing a third yeah yeah unless but, you yeah, take fire a massive emblem. break <laughs> yeah uh, honestly yeah uh, for me, uh, I did play a little bit more Let's Go Eevee. I got through the Rock Tunnel, then got to Lavender Town, did a little bit there, and then you have to take over to Celadon Town, I think is where I'm at now. Celadon? Or Cerulean? Cerulean's with Misty, right? So I think it's yeah. Celadon. So I think I'm in Celadon now. So, yeah. 
Uh, just uh, working that now. I gotta go into the like arcade. I gotta find the Cubone's mom. So that's where I'm at. In that. Yes. Yeah. You're around badge five and six then. Uh, I've got three badges, so I think it's four and five. I'm guessing between the two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on that. And then I just said, yeah, I was streaming some RE7. I started that last weekend. I did two streams on Twitch, about an hour each. And then I just did another hour. I got destroyed in the basement area down there. That's where I'm playing right now. We're just going to say right now, for a game that is four years old. Is it four years? Or is it three years? It's it's four. Four years old. We're talking spoilers within the first hour of the game. All right. So spoilers, spoilers. Dude, yep. what did you think of her chainsawing your hand off? <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. So, <laughs> so that and actually that comes in. So your 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 hopes is you want to play Resident Evil Village, right? Yep, I picked up Village, and I've told you. I think it was you who told me that they're tied together, so I should play. Yes. This one before I play Village. So okay, cool. So I'm I just I'm, that's all I'm I, gonna say. It's just a time crunch. Um, I'm a suck at Resident Evil, or just I've been told you can beat the game in about ten hours, and I'm already three hours is in, and I died. I mean, today I just died several times in the basement, and then I was like, you know what? Again, spoilers. Uh, I was finally like, I've got the Scorpion key. I looked, and I was like, I can go up to Grandma's room, and then uh, I found the broken shotgun and then i went and got the real shotgun so that made that so grandma. much easier <laughs> i can't wait for you to find out more about grandma because uh, that was i ha- i don't think i have ever been like shocked at a story element in resident evil because resident evil stories have always been super simple right mm-hmm. but that was one element of the story that i was just like oh my gosh grandma so i can't wait for you to get there uh, um but oh, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm, I mean, I've already killed Daddy once, and now I've killed Daddy twice. I'm hoping this was uh, the final straw because I mean, I took a chainsaw to that dude, and uh, there wasn't oh, much. There was like nothing left. So that was a great, that was a great fight. I remember that fight pretty vividly. So in Resident Evil Seven, there is a PlayStation VR version. I really hoped that they eventually release like a computer VR version because I've been wanting to play that game in VR uh, and I'm just not willing to get the PlayStation VR. And people were talking about that scene where you get the chains, at least if you look up streamers from four years ago, um, there are streamers that are like, oh my gosh, I thought I felt it. Because people that weren't expecting that to happen, they naturally and instinctively go and like they guard. But that's yep. what happens in the game, right? So people, like, in fact, I think it was the Game Grumps was one of them where, like, the guy who was, I think it was Danny who was playing it, he goes to guard himself, and he was saying, like, I felt phantom pain. Like, he thought he had the chainsaw on his actual arm. Oh, jeez. Um, I've, I've heard that's a thing with the VR, though, like you're saying, that people well, were Because it tricks that. your mind into thinking it's kind of real. That's what virtual reality means. Yeah. Um, um, I I, yeah. I really wanted to play in, in the VR. Never got to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, just super fast side topic. I was watching a Twitch streamer play the VR Blade and Sorcery, which is the Star Wars one. Have you seen any demos of that? That was pretty Blade, cool. Blade and Sorcery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, not Star Wars, is it? 
Uh, I, dude, they had lightsabers and all the Star Wars guns. At least it said Blade and Sorcery in the corner. Uh, maybe that's not what it is, but maybe he modded Blade and Sorcery. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had mods because Blade and Sorcery is a fantasy game. I, I assumed. I just know I, I tuned in and they were doing Star Wars stuff and they had lightsabers and all this other stuff. It was pretty dang cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe he I bet it was mod. Maybe probably then. I don't know. I was like, if this is a real game, like why is not someone not made this game? Because <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, VR is a whole as a whole other gaming field, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's I'm playing RE7. Um, just since you played it, am I about a third, a quarter of the way through now? If I've gotten through, through I think you're you're closer to a quarter of the way through. Okay, I don't need spoilers. Just kind of curious. So yeah. it may take me a little bit longer, but I also scavenge everywhere and look at everything. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say you're about a quarter of the way through. Um, I mean, because it's not, our RE gains are not very long. Village is longer than seven, uh, and Village took me like 12 hours. Okay. So, but then, it, I don't know, like that was on hardcore too. So I think you're probably like a quarter of the way through. I know what yeah. segments of the game you still have ahead of you. Um, But yeah, it, I mean, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, one of the trophies for platinum is to be in under four, which is insane to me because you just have to be just running through it. I feel if you're doing it in under four. Well, you yeah, you have to play like you have to have played it more than once. Yeah, um, know where everything is. Know, just have your strategy. Kind of, yeah, you have to know where it is. You have to know things that you can skip, uh, and you have to get really good with a knife. Yeah, I would guess uh, maybe you don't have to do like a videotape or something because like, I don't know if you have to do like the Mia tape like I did then. And I thought that was a really cool way for them to introduce that though. Like when you put in yeah. the tapes in, did you, uh, I don't, I, I'm without spoiling. Um, uh, did you do the videotape? That's like reminiscent of the saw movies. If that doesn't I, sound familiar. Then don't worry about it. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, don't worry about it. Maybe when you play, you'll be like, "Oh, this is what he was talking I've done, about." I don't. I've done two it. videos. I've done. I've done two videotapes. The one is the camera crew. Okay. Where you figure out where to go, and so I think you'd have to do that one. Maybe not. Maybe you could skip that, which would save you like ten minutes right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was the Mia, and it's her hiding from uh, Marguerite. Is that her name? Yeah. You just so kind of have to run and hide and do all that stuff. So there's another video that you will get on your first playthrough. I recommend you do it. Um, but I, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if that was like required or not. Mm. Um, yeah, no if worries. If it wasn't required, it would it again would shave off time. Yeah. Or yeah. So again, I think they kind of show you some things so that you know what to do the next time, so you may not have to do it the next time. So right. But no, I. It's it's dark. It's I'm curious what the things are in the basement that I they kept killing me, and then all of a sudden like screw this. I I just suck with the handgun, I guess the the pistols. So I was like, I think I can go get the shotgun. And then I was like waiting because I think I got killed by Jack again. And then I was like just scrolling through some of the like things. They're like, oh, go to grandma's room and get the shotgun. Once you have the scorpion key, and I was like, oh, I already did that. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're giving me shotgun ammo, so they're probably telling me to go get the shotgun. <laughs> Right. 
You know, it's going to be interesting when Resident Evil 9 comes out because I don't know if you noticed, Resident Evil comes in trilogies. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 were all like the T-virus and the and the, the G-virus or whatever virus. Like those were like the classic zombies. I never played 5 and I only played the beginning of 6. But what I understand is 4, 5, and 6 are another trilogy that relates to one another. Um, yeah, seems right. And then seven and eight are, are are very related to each other, um, so I can't wait to see what nine is. So when you finish with Village, we have to have a conversation on it uh, because I really want to talk to you about it. I've I've talked to my Discord groups about it. Uh, I think it would be really fun to discuss on this podcast in a spoiler review. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. Just I gotta have time to do it, man. And there's so much coming now, and you know the weather's nice, and it's it's just trying to balance everything. So. Mm-hmm. But any, uh, we should probably get out of here. Any final thoughts you got for, for this episode? Oh man. Um, I think that Sonic needs to stop wasting our time and <laughs> tell us what we want to hear. And if you're not ready to announce the things that we want to hear, just hold off on your Sonic central and if your, your actual Sonic central would be that much better. You don't need to hold a Sonic central if you don't have anything to announce. So there's that. The other announcement I have is I can't wait for Dragon Quest 12. I have not played Dragon Quest 11. Dragon Quest 10 was an online game that was never released here in the States. Dragon Quest 9 was for the DS. So Dragon Quest 8 was the last Dragon Quest that I actually played. I will play 11 before 12 comes out. I am so excited that Dragon Quest is doing super well. It's better than Final Fantasy. Uh, They just had the 35th anniversary, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I just hear that Dragon Quest Eleven is going to soak up all my time, so I can't wait to get into that before 12 <laughs> comes out. All right. Uh, so, guys, yeah, remember, hit up our social medias and let us know what you think about Biomutant. Maybe we'll talk to Luke and see if he can get a post up about that and see if people will comment on that. Maybe oh, something yeah. we can do. And then, uh, other than that, uh, if, you, if you're around, uh, I'll be streaming on Twitch playing some RE7. Feel free to hop in, say hey, let us know what's going on. You know, tell me how much I suck at the game. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, other than that, I think that's the end of our episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and game harder. Lahi, 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 lahi. Yeah, uh, we also just posted that video on the Facebook too, so you should watch that in reference to last week's episode. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Good chat with you. We'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. Catch you next time. Uh, Hello, I'm the podcast without fear, Luke. I'm the uncanny Ryan. I am Kylie the Poodinger. I am the superior Caitlin. And I am the agitated Kyle. And And we are most of the Nerd Dome podcast. Every Friday, some variation of this group gets together and talks about all things nerd. The newest stuff in TV, movies, comics, video games, and more. So join us in the Dome every Friday to hear all things nerd. From a bunch of people who are probably a bit too into it. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Jen.